Greetings to my lovely audience. My name is Sylvan. I use he, him pronouns, and welcome back to LGBTQSU. Hope everyone's doing great. Hey, so, had to stop that intro. This was recorded back in December of 2021 during that big pre-recording session that I believe I talked about in the episodes that did end up going up over break. Um, yeah, so sorry about the just complete lack of episodes after December 20th. Um, I'll be honest, I was under the impression that everything was under control, so I didn't have to check anything. I only checked that the first episode went up on time once we left, and I just left it at that. I didn't check again because I was trying to use break as, like, just a complete shutoff of anything school-related. Um, so that is my fault, and I apologize. Um, but yeah, I was unaware that a lot of the episodes that I recorded didn't actually end up getting posted. Um, so this is one of those pre-recorded episodes. I'm leaving in the rest of the old intro, but just be aware this is from, like, December, so this is, like, ages old. Um, we will be back to regularly scheduled programming going forward. Um, I just wanted to get at least one of the pre-recorded episodes out. So all other pre-recorded episodes will be kept as backups for the future for any weekend that I am too busy to record a whole other episode. Um, and I'll probably just end up re-recording the intro for those, but I just wanted to leave this one in. Um, so yeah, anyway, back to the back to the episode. Hope everybody's, you know, getting back into the swing of swing things with classes. I will say, just as a re- just for the record, I am still pre-recording. It is still currently December 12th. Um, I know that I am technically back on campus at this point, but, you know, just for the, for ease of purposes, I figured I would just pre-record this one as well to make sure, because I, um, I have a lot of rehearsals and stuff happening on Saturday and Sunday, so, like, you know, for you guys, yesterday and Saturday before that, um, so I figured I would just, you know, show myself some grace and take this, take this bit of extra time that I have and, you know, record today's episode as well. So, anyway... Uh, today's episode is about how to be a good ally to the LGBTQ community. Now, of course, I understand that probably for all of the regular listeners, you don't necessarily need this information as you're most likely LGBTQ yourselves. However, I thought this would be a good resource to send to a family member or a friend that needs a little extra help on getting on board and knowing how to support the community. Um, Also, for the record, this is I mean, of course, I said this about the last episode too, but this is probably going to be a shorter episode, both because, you know, I don't want to I don't want to force your family member or friend that you're sending this to to listen to me rant for a half hour, maybe like, you know, 20 minutes. But also just because I, I am showing myself grace for future me, but I do have to show current me grace as well. And, you know, I need to do my finals. So that's that's still. Yeah. But anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. And also as a note for where I'm getting a lot of this information, I've either pulled these from my own brain or from glad.com, which is G-L-A-A-D, or not com, G-L-A-A-D.org, rather, vox.com, and ucl.ac.uk. For additional resources, you can check out glad.org or hrc.org, which is the human resource campaign, which I've talked about them before. I've used them as a source. They have they have a whole very detailed infographic available about how to be a good ally and you know various information that you can learn specifically um i'm not using that as a reference for today just because they do go very specific and i'm just trying to give like a general idea of some stuff that you can do to be a good ally so you know feel free to check that out if you think that that would be a really good information like a really good source of information um but Without further ado, let's actually get into the things. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, six very important things. So those are be open-minded, be educated, be self-aware, be inclusive, 
be respectful, and be an advocate. So going more into, de into depth with these things, being open-minded. Let yourself learn new things and don't be afraid to make mistakes or be wrong. So, you know, especially for the older folks, learning all of these new identities and these, these nuances and these sexualities and gender and the fact that, you know, gender isn't just male, female and sexuality isn't even just gay or straight. Like there's a lot of different things that can be really difficult and hard to wrap your head around, especially like if you grew up in a more conservative or religious environment. It can be especially hard to wrap your head around those things. Mistakes happen. It's OK. And, you know, it's really just important to breathe, apologize and move on because it can be really stressful for uh, for a trans person, especially if you like misgender them. It can be really stressful for it, it, it can be really stressful if, you know, the person that made the mistake just goes on and on and on about it. It can be really embarrassing and it can also look like you're making the situation about yourself when in reality you shouldn't be apologizing to make yourself look better. You should be apologizing because you made the other person upset and you disrespected them. So it's important to, you know, accept that the mistake happened, breathe, apologize, and move on. You can also ask for guidance when necessary and you know to take the t it's important to take the time to really work through this and actually learn. But in regards to asking for guidance and ways to learn, that stems into the next point of being educated. It's really important to stay up to date on LGBTQ current events as much as you can anyway, because even I'm not fully up to speed all of the time. But it's a good idea to you know, stay updated and just get a general idea of how things are, how things are, especially in your local area. If you're living in the South or just in a generally otherwise conservative area, you know, try to stay up to date on you know what's happening and if people are you know like if there's any attacks happening or any people being disrespectful anything like that and so it's really important to stay up to date on the just general vibe of you know the world but especially your community if you can't go that global quite yet it's also really important to just learn about lgbtq people and learn about people's identities and you know the nuances of gender and sexuality and you know, learn about all the ins and outs of it, and to learn what it means to be LGBTQ in today's society, and because you know, there's, it, it really depends on where you are in what it means to be LGBTQ. It's a very different experience in New York than it is in India, for example. You know, so it's it's really important to learn what that means because, especially if you're if you're new to this, and you know, you're trying to wrap your head around it, and you're trying to be supportive, it can be pretty hard to be supportive if you don't know to what extent you need to do things and if you need to be responsible for you know protecting the public or if you just need to resp be responsible for keeping yourself in check and making sure that you don't make mis you know make as little mistakes as possible however a very important note about being educated many lgbtq people are happy to answer questions that you may have but it can be really exhausting to be treated like a walking encyclopedia so always be sure that if you are asking somebody questions personally that you're not overloading them with this with these questions that you're not treating them as your only source of information and that you're asking them if they are comfortable to answer these questions for you and also very important to to ask these questions in an appropriate environment don't ask them in the middle of a grocery store when there's a guy standing two feet away from you talking about how much he hates gay people like you know you got to be self-aware in you know your environment and where you're asking these questions so you know be be aware of where you're asking when you're asking and who you're asking and how much you're asking 
and also you know there's other resources out there you know just a simple google search can get you a lot of different information and you can also find web sources such as podcasts like these and lots of different accounts on instagram are dedicated to posting information about lgbtq people so you know there's a lot of different resources out there besides people in your personal life and you know it's it's important to learn about the history of being lgbtq in your area in your country in the world and it can also be really useful to read personal accounts from LGBTQ people that you can find a lot of those online. And of course, if there are people in your life that are comfortable sharing this with you, then you can ask them um, because those personal accounts can just evoke a lot more empathy and sympathy than just generally reading about these identities, which finding that empathy can be really hard for some people, especially, you know, the older folks that might have grown up in a religious or just otherwise conservative environment having those personal accounts just puts a personal face to people which is really important when you're struggling to you know make this work and wrap your head around it but uh, going into the next point of being self-aware uh, this is this has a lot of different nuance to it and it's really just holding yourself accountable and this can this comes in a lot of different ways of confronting your own biases you know, are you more likely to hire a straight person than a gay person, even though they're both equally qualified or, you know, maybe the gay person is more qualified, but you're you're less likely to you may be less likely to hire them because they're gay, like confronting your own biases. And, you know, you may interact with gay people slightly differently because you might be uncomfortable, which also leads into noticing when you're uncomfortable when you shouldn't necessarily be. And, you know, you can't you can't help when you're uncomfortable but you can help how you act upon that and how you respond and instead of responding with judgment or you know making it clearly obvious that you're uncomfortable and making the other person uncomfortable or trying to you know escape the situation just addressing it and just accepting those feelings because you know very important life lesson not just with this but with everything emotions are not there to be productive they're there to be felt so it's like you know you can accept the fact that you're uncomfortable and accept the fact that this is something that you would like to change in order to be a better person in somebody, like for somebody that's in your life or just for general society. Um, something else that's involved with being self-aware is checking your privilege. There's a lot of different questions you can ask and there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different resources online that can help you check your own privilege. But you know, for some different questions that you can start to ask yourself, can you hold your partner's hand without fearing judgment and attacks? Can you wear the clothes that affirm your identity, especially if you're out late at night by yourself? You know, do you have to risk being fired for bringing up your partner? And, you know, all of these different things. There's many different questions that you can ask yourself to be self-aware and to check your own privilege. So moving onward from there is to be inclusive. Uh, again, lots of different ways to do this. Uh, but it, being inclusive does not just mean for yourself, but for everything, like for every environment that you're in. Of course while keeping in mind the safety of the people that you're with because sometimes you're not in an environment where you can be a you know, you know where you can be outwardly inclusive because that puts you and the other people there at risk so of course be inclusive but you know be safe about it but anyway moving in moving inward on being inclusive various ways you can do that is including your lgbtq friends and families in events and you know not excluding them on the basis of them being gay um although again there's a difference between inviting somebody to a family event regardless of the fact that aunt judy doesn't like gay people and she might be a little uncomfortable with the fact that you know you brought your daughter and her girlfriend and bringing your daughter and your girlfriend to an environment where they will be attacked 
Like there is a difference between that and that that is also part of being self-aware is seeing the environment that you're in and making those choices of being inclusive without putting people in danger. And, you know, that also ties into making the environment that you're in a safe space. And there's ways to encourage this, you know, that can include um, a lot of a lot of those things can actually be done just on a personal level and not involving anyone else or, you know, uh, uh, I'm completely forgetting the word, but like putting someone else on the spot and putting somebody in the spotlight that doesn't really want to be or that it could be dangerous for them to be in the spotlight. Um, and some of those ways can be um, to include your pronouns when you introduce yourself to someone, even if you're cis. It normalizes introducing pronouns in a way that doesn't immediately clue someone in to someone being queer. Um, and also, if you are in an environment where this where it's safe to do so, having a group introduction involve pronouns. Um, like if you're a teacher, um, I know here that like you know the the campus is generally very accepting but there are people that are unaccepting or just generally ignorant or uneducated and a lot of my teachers have included pronouns in the introduction and it's safe to do so in that environment because that teacher is the one in charge and we are in a school that is very anti-lgbt uh, attacks and anti anti-homophobia anti-transphobia and it's not just that they don't support it. They are actively anti-homophobia and transphobia. So we are in an environment where we can do that, but that's not always the case. So even just including your own pronouns when introducing yourself can help to normalize that. And also in regards to normalizing things is to use the words partner instead of husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend in order to normalize its usage. Because especially in, uh, especially with people like who are, you know, ha aren't straight, um, they may be afraid to say a gendered term for their partner or their spouse immediately because they don't want to clue somebody in that they have, like, that this woman has a wife or this man has a boyfriend. And it can put them in a rough spot. But unfortunately, it has gotten to a point where a lot of cishet people will hear somebody say partner and immediately assume, assume that they are gay, which, you know, defeats the purpose of using that word and also still puts queer people at risk. So straight people doing so can also helps remove the connotation that many are starting to assume with partner equaling, you know, they must be the same sex because they're not saying husband or wife. Um, it removes that connotation and it can and starts working towards, you know, making that term a safe term to use as a queer person to keep your identity hidden without ha having to hide a very important person in your life. And because there are circumstances where you do have to hide part of who you are, and that it's a really terrible feeling to have to do that, but we are still in an environment where we have to do that sometimes. And it's really important to have those safe words that don't also have the connotation that, you know, partner equals gay. So being inclusive can, like, involve just removing those negative connotations. Well, you know, not partner equaling gay is not inherently a negative connotation until it's only people that will attack someone for being gay assuming that so many different ways to be inclusive and moving on is to be respectful and of course this goes into don't disrespect somebody's pronouns don't use the wrong name like use their affirmed name don't you know uh disrespect somebody for being gay or you know assuming that all bi people are cheaters and that you know pan people are transphobic because they're they're making trans people a separate gender than in bi people and all these different things there's there's the more obvious ones of being respectful but there's also some other ones don't assume that everyone you meet is straight and cis 
that is something that a lot of straight and cis people will assume and even a lot of gay people will and a lot of trans people will just because that's the way that they're that we have been raised in our society is to assume that straight and cis is the default but on the flip side of that also don't assume anyone fitting a queer stereotype is lgbtq just because this new guy that you just met is skinny and more effeminate and you know talks a little more sassy doesn't mean that he's gay but on the other like you know on the other hand if he is gay that's okay just because somebody fits you know that stereotype doesn't mean that it's a bad thing like stereotypes don't have to have a bad connotation if they if you don't let it and stereotypes you know they do happen for a reason and it doesn't make it okay to have a negative connotation for them and also there are just some stereotypes that are just completely harmful and you know bringing them up and perpetuating those stereotypes is just harmful but you know just because a gay man is more effeminate than a, than a lot of the straight people that you know that's not a bad thing that he he just is effeminate but also if you meet a new person and you know like it's if you need a woman and you know she wears a lot of flannel and she likes uh like Kristen Stewart and you know she's super masculine and you know maybe she's like a mechanic or something like all of the typical lesbian stereotypes you don't like don't immediately assume that she's gay and therefore treat her differently of course if you learn that she is gay that's fine but also being respectful means treating straight like cishet people and queer people the same way and you know that's a very important part of being respectful is not making a point of treating them differently just because they're gay or they're trans or anything like that also anti-lgbtq jokes are harmful such as some of those harmful stereotypes so even if you don't make them having friends of yours that make those jokes and just letting them get away with it is disrespectful to the community and it's also continuing to put queer people at risk by perpetuating those stereotypes or perpetuating you know hateful jokes it's allowing that mindset to have a space in our community and it does continue to harm the community even if your friend isn't meaning it in a harmful way you know your friend might be you know completely meaning it in a completely harmless way and you know you, you might confront your friend and they're like oh well my sister's gay or oh but you know one of my best friends is trans just because somebody has queer people in their life does not mean that they can't make these jokes or just otherwise be disrespectful without meaning to um of course that doesn't that doesn't mean that the second somebody makes an anti-lgbtq joke or any other harmful joke that you should you know scream at them and completely you know like cut them out and not give them any chance to redeem themselves of course there are lines like there's a difference between somebody just making an in you know a seemingly innocent joke and like actually committing a hate crime but you know if it's just an innocent joke not letting your friends get away with that is extremely important and again there is a caveat some environments aren't safe to do this especially if it's an authority figure that you're trying to correct sometimes you're not in an environment that you can do that without putting yourself or others in harm's way and that's okay you know you might feel a little guilty about that i've been in envi environments like that where i had to hide something about myself or just let somebody make a really uncomfortable joke because i did not feel safe correcting them and it can leave you feeling guilty and ashamed that you weren't able to correct it but your safety is of, a, is of utmost importance so being respectful is very important but you can't be respectful if you're in the hospital because you just got beat up you know <laughs> so you know safety is important but being respectful is incredibly important 
And leading into our last point is being an advocate. This also adds into, you know, not letting your cishet friends get away with inappropriate jokes, but also it goes even further in fighting for LGBTQ rights in politics, in the workplace, in schools, and any other environment that you are in, and fighting for what is right. And yes, this does include condemning politicians and or not voting for politicians that are anti-LGBTQ. If you vote for somebody that is anti-LGBTQ, you are therefore supporting their, their, their values and giving them a platform to talk about it. And, you know, with everything, there is nuance and stuff. Sometimes it's the, better of, it's the best of two evils and both of them suck. But, you know, to the best of your ability, don't vote for somebody that is anti-LGBTQ. Uh, anti um, and then also, even in regards to voting for different policies and different and different things like that, and um, I've talked about, uh, I think it would have been two episodes ago at this point, because I talked about it in the first part of the dysphoria discussion. Um, I was talking about it a bit there, how various states have started to outlaw a, uh, hormone replacement therapy for trans people, especially trans minors. And hormone replacement therapy for some people can be a matter of life and death because their dysphoria is so bad that if they do not get hormone replacement therapy, they are at extreme risk of suicide. So banning those things is so harmful to the community. And part of being an advocate is fighting to get those out of office or to not let those laws pass. Or in the workplace, if somebody you think that if you think somebody what is being mistreated because of their sexuality or their gender, fighting for them and you know advocating for them is really important. And again, your safety is very important as well. So do it to the utmost of your ability without putting yourself and other people at risk. But every time that you can, fight for what is right. And there's other things that you can do. Um, if, you're, if you're financially able, you can donate to LGBTQ organizations. Um, I know the Human Rights Campaign accepts, it, accepts donations a lot. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of different GoFundMes for uh, like a lot of transgender care. Um, or I have seen a lot of GoFundMes happen for the unfortunate, uh, the unfortunate situations where a queer person is attacked and has hospital bills to pay. It, those can those can add up and it can be really expensive. So a lot of people will set up GoFundMe's for that as well as you know funding transitions. So if you're financially able to, going online and trying to find things like that or just various organizations like the Human Rights Campaign to support, like those organizations are the ones that are always able and, and like actively trying to fight for LGBTQ rights and representing queer people in you know, like any lawsuits that they might be involved in with their like workplace if they were wrongfully terminated, things like that. And that can also be especially helpful if you are not in an environment where you personally can do a lot of advocating or a lot of fighting personally. Um, it's, you know, funding these organizations that are able to do that. And it, it can be very helpful and a little goes a long way. Of course, if you're not financially able, that's okay. A lot of LGBTQ people aren't themselves. Um, you know, why do you think a lot of GoFundMes happen? So, you know, if you're financially able, donating to these organizations and these GoFundMes and various people's causes can be very helpful. And additionally, attending protests is also a great way to get involved. Again, safety is very important, and there may not be any protests nearby or any, you know, pro-LGBT events that you can attend. And, you know, that's that's not your fault. You can't really help that. Um, but if there are any nearby and you are safe and you are safe to go, then, you know, you can go. You don't have to be LGBTQ to attend protests to support LGBTQ rights. You can be cishet and attend. And it's actually really important for 
like cishet allies to attend those events because it gets more of a voice and unfortunately a lot of conservative government officials in particular or just government or not like any conservative authority figures are unfortunately more likely to listen to a cishet ally than the queer people themselves so having those voices is really important of course there is the line where you know between advocating for these people and talking over the lgbtq community and if somebody says that you are overstepping respect that that's part of being respectful um but having those voices and those people behind our causes is very important especially in regards to getting things changed in government or in the workplace or in schools and anything like that and finally attending pride is a really great way of being an advocate being inclusive being self-aware and you know being open-minded and educated going to pride is a very it's a very fun event but there is also a lot that it's not just a block party it is an event of celebrating lgbtq people being like being alive there have been hundreds of thousands of queer people that have been persecuted and killed throughout our history and pride is a celebration of the fact that we are still here and of course it is a party but it's not just a block party so if you do go to pride especially if you are a cishet person be aware of the fact that it's not just a party there's so much more going on that you may not be fully aware of and but it is a really great place to show your support to advocate for the community and to educate yourself and to involve yourself and you know make your environment more a more inclusive environment so those are all the points that i have for today on points on how to be a really good ally so I hope that these I hope that this was helpful and I hope that you know it, if you have any friends or family to send this to I hope that they have learned something and take something to heart here because it can be really difficult being in an environment where you need somebody to be supportive and they're not it can be really difficult and sometimes a 25 minute podcast isn't going to do it and I'm really sorry that you know this may not help some of you, even if it really needs to. And that's a really unfortunate situation, and I'm really sorry that you're dealing with that. But please know that whether you have 100 supporters or no supporters in your life right now, there is somebody out there that will help you, and there is support somewhere, and you will get through this if you fight. And I do hope that, you know, this podcast is helpful to some of you, or even just one person. And, you know, maybe it's not. Maybe none of you out there need this, but that's okay. I just want to have this information out there to share because it's so important to be a good ally and to have allies out there. So, you know, I hope you guys have a great first week back in classes. I hope you guys have had a great day and I will talk to you next week. Have a good one, everybody.